Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. What a crisp drum sound that track has. Finger clicks. It's like clicky, innit? Click, click, click. How you doing? It's Pete Donaldson here and Luke Moore. And we collectively, together... Can you be collective if you're two people? I don't know. Either way, it's the Luke and Pete show. Welcome to it. And you are welcome to it. Hello. All right. You're not allowed to talk. That was a bit of a monologue from you, Pete. I yeah. was just enjoying it. Just enjoying Listen, it. Listen, just enjoying watching a master at work. Professional. <laughs> like, I say professional sometimes because uh, there was two kids on uh, a train and um, I think they were a bit, uh, they were silly boys, but um, one of them had said, oh, my phone is broken. And the other one uh, had a skateboard and he went, gives it here. And he got the phone and he's mashed it against the trucks on his uh, skateboard and went, and the other guy, kid went, Oh, you fixed it. And the other one went, professional. So every time I hear somebody say professional, I go, professional. Do you need a hard reset? Because that <laughs> sounded like the sort of um, one of those uh, generate like BuzzFeed generating meme um, stories of the day. I think you're breaking down too. Yeah, I don't know it's what It's too I'm hot doing. in here, isn't it? Um, I, watching you then do the intro to that show, Pete, was a bit like, um, it was like watching a master in action. It was like yeah. when, in, you know, in um, the Sunday night, Sunday evening popular BBC show, Country File, mm. where they'll go to the middle of nowhere and say, this guy here, uh, with the moustache and the, uh, and the uh, dungarees on, he's the country's last ever barrel maker. Yeah. And then he'll make a barrel. Yeah. And then everyone goes, God, that's a master at work. That's what it was like watching you. I it's watched, a dying art. I, uh, if you're ever, um, obviously doing the podcast at Abroad in Japan, so I have the NHK, which is the BBC of Japan, uh, their app installed on my television. So occasionally, for some whatever reason, I'll turn on the telly and NHK will just be on. Right. And oh, Is it I Japanese could, language? There's no subtitles? No, no, no. So it's all English. Oh, okay. It's all in English. It's basically um, like the World Service, but, the, but it's Japanese, basically. Huh. Um, so they run documentaries about uh, master craftsmen. A Japanese master craftsman, and basically uh, this guy designed this incredible train. Uh, I think it was called the King's Train or something like that. Right. Um, and it was this beautiful kind of plush Orient Express kind of situation, uh, but it was the body of an old um, crappy train that nobody liked anymore. Uh, and basically these guys had to make this very particular part of a light. <laughs> and it was an hour-long documentary about these men making this bent um, bit of metal um, fit the original train um, situation, and they didn't have any plans for it. They was just they just had a drawing to work from, uh, and basically they just they admitted halfway through that it, this could have been done with computers really quickly. Uh. But 
but these guys went, but we want to do it the proper way. Right. And they fucked it up so many times, so I don't even want to get into it. Is it boring? And they had to, but all the way through, they were just ringing their bosses and po- apologising in a very kind of earnest way, as, as the Japanese do, because it's all about honour and, and respect yeah. and all that stuff. Um, yeah, so they were basically, uh, it was like Challenge Annika, but they had to finish this little bit of golden metal. And every time they bent the metal into shape, they had to get the strongest man on the team to bend this metal physically into a shape. Uh, and then they'd have to buff it again and get it gold-plated. And, oh, man, it was a right old rig. That went, on for an, that went on for an hour. It went on for an entire hour, like the story about it, really. <laughs> but um, um, but I recommend uh, we're watching uh, NHK. It's very relaxing. And also... Must have on in the background. A bit yeah, like the Good Food channel, like I was talking about Definitely, okay. definitely. Get the NH- NHK Until app, James but... Martin comes on your channel. Like <laughs> they had... Uh, and what they... Uh, they don't have many English uh, speakers to do the voices like the charismatic voices of the engineers. Get your agent on it. I know, right? Yeah, you've just been dropped from another one of those. I mean, you've, got, you've got loads of time. All right, I did it for eight years. That, you know, that's, that's a long time in, in continuity. As it said in the, in the letter, it's run its course. It's run its course. <laughs> Actually, I was the last uh, DMAX um, announcer, so I went down with the ship. Do a country file thing on it. <laughs> Die and breathe. The last continuity answer on Discovery. Um, yeah, and and uh, they uh, these guys do it, and uh, they got like the you remember like Euro Trash back in the eighties. They'd oh, get like time. whenever they would have like a uh, um, it would be like a, a guy who does pig impressions in in France or something, yeah, or Versailles or something, and it'd be like, oh, this this, this man can do a lot of impressions of pigs, and the guy might go, oh yes, I've been doing a pig impression yeah. for ages. It's kind of like that. They yeah. had like the engineers like this really camboss. I'm going to bend the metal into a right shape now. They always used to trot on Eurotrash. They would always get a really over-the-top translator <laughs> to make yeah. it to undermine the whole thing. Yeah. And though, that thing you're talking about there, like a, a Frenchman doing an impression of different pigs, yeah. was a part of uh, content which I used to refer to as the filler bit before you see another naked lady. Yes, definitely. Because that's the yeah. only reason any adolescent man was watching that show. Get Lola Ferrari back on. I think we spoke about she it on died the show. Now, I think. She died. Um, recently on Luke and Pete, um, I should give people a little roundup. Mm. Um, first of all, lots of people, Pete, interested in a sunburn update from you. Uh, you're back. You're back to fighting fit now. Are you not? I'm back fighting fit. Doing um, okay. It's 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 now recovered though. I am uh, in day four or five of a rather barren patch for the old pooples. Oh dear. And you've talked about this on the show, so it's not me being gauche or rude. It's like back 2012 when you only had three in the whole year. I went to find some um, uh, tablets to help the um, process go along. Senecot? No, uh, there's two different kinds of uh, poopies. Uh, it's the there's stuff that softens the stool, and there's stuff that um, just gives the, um, the the whole system a kick, like a cup of coffee or a big heavy cigarette, or a fig, um, or a fig, <laughs> or a line of cocaine. Stop um, it. And uh, and I and so I always go for the latter. Uh, not the cocaine. I mean, I mean, I mean, the, I mean the tablets that rush, rush it along physically, get the muscles moving, so to speak. Uh, I'm just—I've got a lazy gut, clearly. Uh, and uh, I found some tablets. I had about three of them. Realised they went uh, out of uh, out of nick in 2009. Oh dear, that's a long that's time old. ago. Yeah. So what's going to happen next? I d- it might come out of my mouth. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. 2009. On. I don't know. If you've got any tips, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. Maybe some exercises Pete can do. Mm. Um, he spent too long in his youth. Uh, on all fours with his butt butt up in the air, uh, trying to suck air in to do pumps, and now it's come back to bite him. Other things we were talking about. Um, oh, here's one, Pete. I've embarrassed myself here, so it's only best. It's only fair that I come clean. Mm-hmm. Um, the secret chocolate bar. Remember we talked about. Oh yes, that? yes, 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 yes. Well, I sent an email to Cadbury's about it, and then said, um, 
can I please come around the the the, the, the and have a look at it? Well, look at the well bits and bobs. They flat batted me away. Turns out the reason they flat batted me away is because the secret bar was made by Nestle. Oh no! Yes. Why didn't or, they tell you that though? More, they should know the history. More accurately, Roundtree. Remember Roundtree? Yes. Which was eventually bought out by Nestle. Hang on, so Roundtree's fruit pastels are not made by Roundtree, they're made by Nestle. I think Nestle owns them now, yeah. What? Yeah, I think so. That's a buyout. That's uh... um, So I've made a bit of a dickhead of myself there. Um, <laughs> we talked a bit about um, those guys that almost blew up an entire school. Uh, more on that. That was so later. violent. I was yeah. so into that story. I've got more on that. What a mess. Um, uh, we also did, Pete, names that you wouldn't call a baby in 2018. Mm. Um, <laughs> which Eric. Yeah, Eric wasn't one, was it? I'm having it, though. Could be now. Eric. Yeah, um... The most robust fast food um, in terms of how it would stay together mm. if you if you dropped it from a height or, or whatever, and also uh, bringing animals into the studio something we haven't done this week, <laughs> but we can't rule out in the future. Long egg, uh, the long egg as well, of course. We long egg. About long egg. And if you want to get in touch about any of those subjects, it is of course hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. Speaking about those guys that almost blew up an entire school, uh, if you don't remember or you haven't listened to that episode yet, that was basically to do with them um, stealing, essentially, some sodium uh, or some sort of version of sodium, I suppose, from the science department. And uh, Ben Steele, friend of mine and listener to the show, got in touch, uh, and he says the following. The Luke and Pete show story about the sodium exploding in the toilets. My dad tells of how he used to work as a lab technician at a school. And at the end of term chucked a whole load of the same stuff off the pier at Skegness <laughs> because the chemistry teacher couldn't think of a better way to get rid of it. He claims they threw one in, nothing happened, so they thought it was fine, and threw a load more in, and then the first one exploded because it must have taken some time for the oil to wash yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he said, yeah. Um, he said, the 80s to sound like ridiculous. <laughs> like, I'd love to have been like a fly on the wall when that conversation happened. Why did you, you get rid of that? What were we going to do with it? Wow. Not that far from the sea, are we? Well, was the school shutting down? Or why did like, they have to get rid of the sodium? It sounds like the scene from, is it Crocodile Dundee? Where <laughs> there's a dynamite in the lake and yes. all, the, all the fish come up. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, so there you go. Any more sodium-based stories, do mm. get in touch. But yeah, look, to go back to the secret thing, it's a regret of mine. I've embarrassed myself there because if there's one thing I like to think I know about, yeah. chocolate bars would be up there. And I didn't even realise that it wasn't a Cadbury's, a Cadbury's bar. <laughs> so... There we go. That's all right. I mean, you just assume that with uh, you just assume that Cadbury's make all the chocolate bars. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, I agree. I think that's right. Ah, <sighs> oh, dear. Right. Um, shall we do some emails? Mm. Is it is that kind of like the state of play? Yeah, we've got loads. Of, we've got loads of emails recently about things I've just mentioned there, mm. but we'll get to them in in sort of um, an due, order due process. Yeah, because we we can't otherwise we end up missing ones out and we don't yeah. get through the ones we want to get through. So mm. be patient. If you've sent one in about some of those subjects, we will get to them. And mm. um, we always have a little bit of inertia, so just bear with us. But after this quick break, we'll have some emails. Uh, thank you, Pete. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. So, Sheikh, you're telling me that drinking camel's urine is part of the din? Ah, you don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Don't get, get me wrong. <laughs> um, I've got an email about camel urine. What? I don't know, have, have you actually? Yeah, I have. Wow. Yeah. We are email. Right. <laughs> this one is from John Spooner. Spoonzo. Um, Hit him off your leg. Make a little song. <laughs> isn't that a Soundgarden song? Um, <laughs> and this email is ostensibly about camel urine. But listen to the final sentence as well. So if you're listening at home, take it in, embrace it, enjoy it. It's about camel urine, but there's a nice little payoff at the end. Oh. I don't want you to miss it. John Spooner says, about 10 years ago, I enjoyed a couple of walking holidays in the Sahara. <laughs> I right. mean, that to Did me you just something... get dropped <laughs> and you had to just make your way across the Sahara? Sorry, John, were you lost in the Sahara? I think you'll find it was a walking holiday. <laughs> why, why have you got no clothes on? <laughs> The wanderlust of wandering in the, in the Sahara. If it was a walking holiday, John, presumably you're not thirsty. Yeah. No, I'm not thirsty, yeah. actually. I don't want any of that water. <laughs> um, he says, while we trudged along, our gear was carried by camels. Camels, Ooh. as is well known, have a huge capacity for storing liquid and take every opportunity they can to take on more water. Yes. What is less well known is that they take on more water than they can carry and immediately expel the excess from their bodies. Ah. Um, by a process which I can no longer recall, a swishing towel perhaps, the urine is converted into a fine spray, so that cooling mist you experience in the desert heat can be camel urine. No. So if there's one thing I've learned in life, he says, it's never to follow a camel too closely when leaving an oasis. Listen to the payoff. My batteries in my hotel, t- uh, hotel room last night were dead Duracells, so to make it work, I got the batteries from my head torch that were, and get this, because a new player has entered the game, Handy Heroes. Handy Heroes. Have you ever heard of a battery called a Handy Hero? That's wonderful because it isn't a play on cell or power or anything like that. They're handy, handy. and they help you out. Handy Heroes. It's amazing battery chat, that. Yeah. That's top draw battery chat. it's very chat. English. And handy's not a, uh, an international English word, you know what I mean? Because most of these batteries are just rebranded. I imagine you said China. the word handy to a lot of foreign-speaking uh, people before. <laughs> handy Heroes? <laughs> Can I have a Handy Hero, please? Why is it when I'm Gosh, you go Peter? Because I, I think I've got, I, I, I sort of bring a veil of uh, nah. respectability about it. No, nah, I'm not having it. One of our iTunes reviews said, um, Luke does his best to keep this show out of the gutter. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess is sort of true. And I drop sodium into it, <laughs> bringing the gutter to you in many Absolutely ways. right. Yeah. So have you got anything to add on the camel urine thing? I don't think I've ever been close to a camel. I, uh, we used to have a couple of Bactrian camels in the zoo. I prefer a dromedary, I think. Which are, they're two, no, one hump. is Dromedary's two yeah, hump, two and I think they're, are they base around sort of far East Asia, sort of yeah. Mongolia around there? Lovely, lovely looking animals. They, they when, um, when they're uh, mistreated, they can look a bit sad because their humps um, kind of sag a little bit. But the problem with that is, and I've, as you well know by now, I'm not an expert, if they're being well looked after and they're getting fed and watered essentially whenever they want it, do they need the big hump? <laughs> uh, good point. Yeah. There you go. You um, animals only, you know, they, they um, people sort of talk about the cruelty of zoos, and I agree. I don't think they should exist, uh, except for um, keeping animals that would otherwise die uh, from from living. Um, but animals invariably only move on and need a lot of room because they've exhausted the food supply. And if the food's in regular supply, they don't move. 
Right. And, so I think all animals should live in cages a lot of, of their lives. <laughs> a lot of zoos are educational, sort of studying type things for yeah, people. You can right? study. Nowadays, you can study from videos and stuff. You don't have to be right there, do you? No, you can't. Of course you do. You can't put your yeah. hand up a camel's butt on a video, can you? What zoo allowed you to do that, you deviant? You're one. <laughs> I always think it's ironic. Ten quid. When we talk glory about glory hall. Talk- <laughs> camel glory hall. Don't, don't mind the mist. Don't spray the urine. Um, <laughs> I always think it's ironic when we talk about zoos, which comes up a lot when we're actually sat in like a box with a window at the front. Which <laughs> yeah, essentially, exactly. it's like a human zoo. We just uh, we, we just watched. Um, uh, you, you know, you guaranteed a couple of you will be familiar with the football animal. We just watched Marcus Speller try to reconnect a HDMI cable to a PlayStation Four. Hasn't managed it and has just left the building. He's he that the, annoyed with it. He just left the building. He is the archetypal sort of duck on top of the water, very smooth. <laughs> but underneath the legs are whirling around. Wow, that yeah. was. Re- I don't know who like enjoyed that more. Us looking out yeah. at them doing it, or yeah. them looking in, going, "I don't know what I'm doing." I like that they just down tools and left. <laughs> no, rather yeah. than going, I don't want to play that much. I'm going to go home. I'm not wasting an afternoon on this. <laughs> oh man Chris in Sheffield hello to uh, uh, Chris in Sheffield oh no wait a minute no that's uh, uh, what I've done is uh, speaking of the football I'm like I've appended ramble uh, emails to the top of the uh, Lugan Pitch Show Pitch Show Steve Barron hopefully a relation to Steve Bannon no, I like that Steve Barron comes along so quickly after an email about the Sahara, which, of course, is Barron. Good point. Probably uh, isn't Barron, actually. Being no, people have got to live there, haven't they? Mm. Uh, Barry's Paw, Boring, Panasonic, thank you. I've just listened to episode 78. I uh, thought I might add to your list of child actors who never acted again. Carrie Henn, who played uh, Newt in uh, Aliens. Excellent. They come at night, mostly. Oh, it's a great performance. They come at night, mostly. Um, After that iconic role, she never acted before or after that uh, role. She was asked to act in uh, Alien uh, fan film, an Alien Ant film. Sorry, Alien Farm? Uh, She was was the front man in Alien Alien Ant Farm. Farm. She was asked to act in an Alien fan film, but 20th Century Fox put a stop to that. She now works as a school teacher in California. You see that a lot in uh, video games, a lot of um, fan uh, mods and and fan games uh, that that people put together with, uh, obviously, IP that doesn't belong to them. Mm. Sometimes uh, the companies involved uh, are quite uh, benevolent. They'll let them just get on with it and play with their IP a little bit. Most of them very much do not, Nintendo being a notable... Uh, exception to that one. I really like that Carrie Henn uh, has got six credits in IMDb mm. for her career. One, Aliens, of course. Yeah. yeah. The other five, uh, video documentaries about, about the film Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. That's, a, that's a really, uh, it's an interesting point because that is a fantastic film. Mm. Now, people of an older generation. Is what? that the one where she, get, um, where, yeah, um, she, the gets, the, she gets the robot um, arms, like the lifting arms and stuff? Yeah, like that exoskeleton thing. Get away from her, you bitch. Or stay away from her, yeah, you yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah. But it's the second one in the, in the series. I like all three. I like the first three anyway. But anyway, um, people of my parents' generation will always tell you the first one's the best one, right? Because it's like a thriller. It's like a horror. You never see the alien. Yeah. It's a suspense thing. But for me, I, I came into the party watching <laughs> Aliens as my first one, which of course mm. is this great like James Cameron like, allegory for like, the Vietnam War. Mm. And there's a lot of action. And there's a lot of great lines in it. And and Newt is brilliant in it. And for me, that's the strongest one. All right. Um, but to think that she was in such a prominent film, a James Cameron movie, yeah. massive budget, huge stars, did really well. It's, it's rated as one of the best films or one of the best sort of, I guess, sort of whatever you'd call it, sci-fi action thriller films of, 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 of all time, really. Yet she's never appeared in anything again. Yeah. Do, do we know why that is? Why she didn't want, she, did she not want to? Did she, did she not I get any work? I, just, I don't know. I just think people just kind of, I, I think it's enormously difficult for child actors to break out of that particular, uh, they've kind of got to go away and then come back again. No, but they get it? other opportunities. Yeah, it but, yeah, but, fucking, yeah, but like you get typecast as a child actor, you get typecasters like playing the same kind of role over and over again. I, I always think with kid child actors, they never need to be that good. And when they're really good, they're like, oh, 
wow, yeah, you got mm. some chops. Like, Chardaxes don't necessarily need to be that good. No, that's right. And I think when you get a couple of Chardaxes who are genuinely good, and I'm mm. thinking Stranger Things kids here, right. it's really surprising. Yeah, and and uh, I think when they're good, um, they're, they're either um, they're either just normal kids who happen to be have a, have a little bit of choppery. Uh, and then there's like the stage school kids who are really kind of precaution. You're like, oh, I don't like you at all. Or there's just people who are just yeah. fucking brilliant and they're well, going to be actors for the rest of their lives. Those Stranger Things kids, a lot of them are stage school kids, I think. Mm. Maybe one of, one of them was in Le Miserable or something like that. Right. Tell people when you talk about chops and when you talk about choppery, what do you mean? Like having a propensity to be able to do it. Chops. Yes. Acting chops. Get your chops out. Just get your chops out. Have man. you got podcast chops? God, no. I do enough of them, so I should. What, what I'm hoping to gain some. What sort of brand of chops have you got? I am... Um, um, goodness me really good at buying wires yeah that's true you've yeah. got good wire buying oh, wood, wire buyer wire purchasing wire buyer. chops oh wire buyer I'm, I'm very good my chops I'm very good at um, essentially I think I've got to the point now in my Sainsbury's local where I where I have tried every single different brand of not just crisps but biscuits as well <laughs> is that chops have you, have Literally you, chops. Have you have you uh, flirted with the, uh, the 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 Patek's product in the uh, international aisle? No, no, I not gone no. for the. Uh, you know, I love those. I think they're maize or corn based kind of snacks. They're a little bit like skips, but they're spicy kind of. Oh, yeah, uh, nice though, yeah. So, oh, yeah, international aisle. International aisle. Uh, things I like. Um, you'll occasionally get it in kind of Brixton area. A uh, bigger juice. Uh, which is a really strong tropical uh, drink. It's too sugary for me. That stuff. It's incredible though. It's something else. I, I put on a lot of weight during the uh, mid noughties when I was drinking a lot of bigger juice. I was, I was, I was getting two or three bigger juices a day. You still it's get beautiful. Can you still find punch. them? Yeah, you still buy bigger juices. Kind of like what flavors uh, we're talking about? Um, it's just the usual kind of Jamaican fruit punch kind of flavors. But oh, it's strong. Oh, if you ever get the chance to get to indulge in a bit of uh, bigger juice, but it's weird in in kind of like um, in that aisle, you'll always get bigger juice, but you also get super malt as well. Super Mall's one of those drinks where I've indulged, I've flirted with it, Awful. but I just can't get my head around no. it. I just can't. My brain can't process the flavour. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying my best to kind of, it's like Guinness without the booze. It's like. Yeah, I can't, like, my brain finds it very hard to process things that to my brain should be sweet, but are in fact savoury. Mm. My next door neighbours are absolutely lovely. They, um, the lady, she made carrot courgette and cheese uh, muffins. Okay, yeah, yeah, that would work, wouldn't it? But to me, a muffin is a sweet thing. Mm. So my brain's expecting something sweet. A muffin's a sweet thing. Oh, oh the sweetest thing. Yeah. Um, Can we go back to child actors really quickly? All right. Because Danny, Danny Lloyd of The Shining, remember we talked about him? Yeah. He was actually in one other thing. So we, we, we I think we mentioned that he um, he was only in The Shining in 1980. Wasn't the making of The Shining, no? Uh, no, it was, it was this, this weird TV movie a couple of years later. Yeah. But did I say to you, I might have done, apologies if I did, that they, they worked really hard to shoot his scenes in a way that he didn't realise he was in a horror movie because they were worried about him. Yeah, yeah, you did yeah. say that. I mean, it's hard to dress up that lift. Yeah. Why is Jack blood? Nicholson looking like that? That's what I'll be thinking. Why is he got an axe? Yeah, he's eight years have old. Ever, have you seen like, the videos of him like trying to get crazy in like a hotel, in one of the rooms? Yeah, it's great. Like, Suffering himself in the face. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> Warming up for it. Woo, woo, woo. So, you know, that's really interesting because you know this, <laughs> this idea of... Um, of acting, the method form of acting where you become that person. So Daniel Day-Lewis or whatever, he never comes out of character on set. Yeah. Um, I love it's, the quote. It's all very tedious. Isn't it? I love, yeah, I love the quote from Laurence Olivier. I think it was Laurence Olivier mm. who, when he was asked about it and why he didn't um, do that, he was like, it's called acting. No, yeah. You're supposed was, to it, act. Was, it was Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> oh, was it Hoffman's? Okay. I think we spoke about this on the, on the show before where Dustin Hoffman ran around the, he, he had to pretend he was uh, out of breath so he ran around the block a couple of times and uh, 
I think he was he was acting with the aforementioned actor and went um, yeah you, like, in Marathon he, Man it he, was yeah he yeah, said yeah. Uh, he said what are you doing he said oh, I, I need to be out of breath he's going why don't you do some acting yeah boy <laughs> Lovely, lovely, lovely stuff. So, what email were we doing then? I've forgotten. Oh, uh, oh, Luke, that we was did Luke. Barons. Was yeah. Steve Barons. Um, yeah, go on. Do you want? Would you want to do another one, or should I do one? I'll I'll stick in a double. Do, uh, do you want a quick one? I'll, 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 I'll smash I'll, a quick one. I'll, you do one because I've got a quick one for you after. Okay. Uh, please keep me anonymous. So I use my pseudonym Dan Dan Glee Balls. Uh, I'm currently <laughs> in the vicinity of boring energizer batteries. I work on the London Underground and spent eight years as an engineer on nights, spending shift after shift on the track and down the tunnels, maintaining signaling equipment and fault finding. Uh, a job that I cannot imagine. Uh, it could be made easy by any stretch of the imagination. Watch out for those shower so, curtains. Watch out well, for those shower curtains. In episode. 78 you were talking about rats found in the tunnels and whether or not the rumours of uh, dog slash cat sized rodents lurk beneath the rails to put simply bullshit uh, the biggest I've seen is no larger than your uh, average adult male's uh, hand span or is is it a, is that a conspiracy yeah Dan Gleeballs that's exactly the sort of thing I'd expect someone to say who was actually secretly breeding a, a, a load of super sized rats that's why he was kept anonymous because he's breeding um, alpaca sized no, he, he, he wants to be kept anonymous because his rats are so big and so advanced they've all got iPhones now <laughs> and he doesn't want to hear his name yeah. to blow the, blow the experiment I think uh, most of the rats are off to Canary Wharf yeah <laughs> yeah rat race the rat race yeah more, I told you about morning sheep. Morning sheep. morning sheep. Morning sheep. I wish he was still about. He's almost certainly passed away. So yeah. Um, good stuff from Dan Gleeball. Thanks, Thanks Dan. Dan. Um, what about this from David Pete? Um, David, comma Pete. Not his name isn't David. David. Pete. Um, he says hello, lads. I'm I'm at first duty bound to inform you that my TV remote is boasting a pairing of Philips and a rather exciting V2 Extreme Power battery. Uh, it says now to my matter at hand. I'm going out on a whim here. Is that, is that the term? No, it's going out on a limb. Okay. David's let himself down there. David. Although he has spelt the word whim properly, so good for him. Mm. Uh, I'm going to suggest that I speak for many a listener who has tuned in since last summer's episode one when I ask, whatever happened to Donnie Sterling bare naked ladies impressions? I found myself doing it the other day and it made me realise we'd not heard it for a while. I therefore asked that Pete gives us a rendition for old time's sake. Now, before I get into that, I was in the kitchen yesterday. Mm. My um, <laughs> Surprise. Yeah, <laughs> my favourite room. Yeah. My wife was making meatball subs for dinner, delicious, um, and I was helping out, I think, and we had absolute radio on. Right. Uh, which is a, a parish you are a, a, a very much with, a, yeah. a, a, well, a key member of, mm. treasurer probably. Treasurer, um, one everywhere. And you played Bare Naked Ladies, and then afterwards, you did the impression. I did the impression. Not good enough for these fucking listeners, is it? But it's good enough for them. Well, You've taken it mainstream. David, your answer is Pete Donaldson has taken it mainstream. I get paid a small amount of money to do that show. It's a pretty uh, is, is a pre-recorded show, uh, which I do uh, relatively quickly. I've got quite good at it. That, that's what I've got quite good at. I find that doing, very hard to do. You've got doing, chops. You've got absolute doing, radio chops. Doing three-hour radio shows in upwards of, well, downwards of seven minutes. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, um, I think because of the nature of the fact that uh, the 90s is over, there can't be any new music that's produced. Uh, and obviously... So this is absolute radio fit, 90s. Absolute radio 90s. Bit, yeah. so, there, so there's no new music coming out of the 90s, effectively. You can find little bits and bobs. You can, we sort of do a feature called Haven't Heard It For Ages, where we play a song that you, you don't get to hear on New Year radio very often. And yeah. that's always nice. But the uh, normal absolute radio 90s, you, you ain't going to get a new song. So um, I've kind of exhausted all of my stories about every song. So I'm having ah. to kind of diversify a little bit. Bare naked ladies. I had nothing, so I just went. It's been. That was all right, actually. Yeah. Have you, so, do you practice it 
behind to keep, keep your eye in sort of thing. What do you so, mean? The, well, the same, way, the, like, spin. the same way that Gary Lineker said the other day that he used to do 50 penalties a day in case he got one at the weekend. Oh, really? And he would, and he would, and he would do a different one each time. So he'd say, right, what I mean by that is he'd say, today I'm going to practice, I'm going to do my 50 penalties mm. and I'm going to put them in the top right corner. Ah. And whatever, whatever he had practiced, he would put in, in, in practice in the game, right? Mm. Do you do that with your it spin? Do you do 50 a day to keep yourself going? No, I think uh, it's such a short thing. I could probably, I could probably do 50 in a minute. I'm not going to. Let's make that very clear. Oh, I'm afraid you fucking <laughs> Right, how many it spins can you do in a minute? I'm going to time you now. Uh, but let me get 50, my timer out. Let me, you can do 50. I'm okay. going to try 50. So I'll time it and I'll count. Right. Bear me a second. I've got to get my stopwatch out. All right. Uh, if you can go. count, that'd be cool. I'll count them. Don't right. worry. You just do as many as you can. All right. Um, do you know what I'll do? I'll do it on timer so, it's like, so it counts down. Yeah. Okay. Ready? I'll count you in. You've got, they've got to be of, of requisite quality. Okay. Okay. And... Go. It's been, 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 it's it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been. That's the end. Oh, I My must have nailed 50 there. Easily. God, that Easily. Is... Hello, Luca P. Show, if you're counting, because I lost my mind. <laughs> Pete's neck, your neck then. It looked like you were going to have a heart attack. That's where it comes from. <laughs> the power's all in the neck, like Ronaldo header. So I think that they were probably all of the of the requisite quality we were after as well. You kept it up. Well, after a while, when you repeat anything for any length of time, it's it's been it's been it's been become spin it, <laughs> spin it, spin it, spin it, spin it, spin it. It's like when uh, you hear somebody says, uh, uh, "Anti, I've got an anti lil." Now, if you say anti lil, it sounds like little. And once you hear anti little, you can't Lil. hear it again. Anti lil, yeah, lil, lil. It's like when someone says, oh, "Talks to you about." how often you blink or whatever, you can't stop blinking then. <laughs> um, if you are listening to that still, um, apologies for, yeah, my, sorry about that. for my corpsing, mm. uh, and you did count, or you can re- replay it and count back, uh, hello at lukeandpeacher.com to see how many... Did. I think Pete was well over 50 in a minute. Easily yeah. well yeah. over 50. Yeah. And you, also, you forget, I think... You forget how long a second is sometimes, I think. It's, I, I think one thing doing like when radio... When the bedroom. <laughs> radio and podcasting and stuff does teach you how just how long like 10 seconds is yeah you can get quite you can move quite a long distance in like 10 seconds yeah massively yeah 10 seconds is a lot longer than you perhaps you think but um if you can beat that pete's record we should get a norris mcwerter on for that <laughs> he's dead isn't he we got oh, shot yeah. at the derby of the ira was that ross mcwerter one of either about. him or his brother got shot at Did the derby of the ira i think norris mcwerter might have norris, old. norris mcwerter was on record breakers ross mcwerter was shot by the ira i'm fairly certain that's the case so norris either mcwerter way. died in 2004 right let's age 78 look under brother Okay, I will. He died um, of a heart attack at his oh, home okay. in, in, in Wiltshire. Uh, what's, who's the other one? Ross. Ross. Ross McWhorter. I've never even heard of Ross McWhorter. Yeah. I can't remember what why. What was he known for? I can't remember why he was shot. At oh, he was a twin brother and yes. he was a contributor. 
Um, he was murdered by the provincial, uh, provisional IRA in 1975. I knew it! Did not know that. Why did they target him? Um, record, they wanted to break a record. Oh, no, he was a Conservative Party activist. Apparently. Yeah. Maybe that's something to do with it. Who knows? <sighs> um, let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. Um, let's let's, let's go. I mean, what I would say is, Luke, we've, uh, you know, I thought that was a really good finish, me saying it's been um, 50 times. He's more than 50. I think you you've probably got to you about brought 70. brought it down with there. a provisional IRA now, haven't you? That's always your record record chat. I always get you in the end. Um, so that is that is that all we've got time for this yeah, time? Yeah, let's get over here, mate. We've got right. things to do. I've got loads of good emails for next time. I know you have. I'm looking yeah. forward to them. I've barely scratched the surface <laughs> because of your your nonsense. <laughs> you asked me to do it. Hello <laughs> at LukeandPeteShaw.com if you want to get in touch. Uh, and if you want your shit read out, to be quite frank. Uh, we'll be back next week with more. Not next week, this Thursday, for more fun and games. We'll see you then. See you later. See ya. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.